didn't. It was a really easy thing to give him his white stashes. Yeah, and, I know. But as as it continued with Matt, I realized like oh. A lot of people. I do like his facial structure for Tom. I just wish he was white. A lot of people. Uh, that was not hard to do. And then Matt, I like him, but he's too old. I wish they would have kept him younger for this season. Matt. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He. Um, Does he feel older than the others? Mm-hmm. Because they're all. Than Rand. They're all supposed to be the same age. Yeah, I know, but Rand always seemed the mature one. But Matt actually. It's really yeah. sweet, but I'm like, oh, he's too too mature. But well, but I mean, fine. we know there are cases, you know, where children who are raised with absent parents and they yeah, have to I'm take care of their parents, or they have to take yeah, care of their I kids, guess the right? Matt, they, the Matt plot was weird. I was like, that wasn't in the book at all. See, I didn't, I I didn't mind the Matt plot, I, and I'm not. I wasn't too surprised with the parent plot because I think they want us to feel sad for him. So you were okay with him killing his own wife? I mean, it's just they're just trying to show us why he's an Eeyore. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. That and makes it, sense. And it was also weird because it also seemed like she didn't love him. Did, yeah, there, there was a weird dynamic going on there. So it didn't, I don't know. He loved her, apparently. But it was... I, I, that one, see that one I'm okay with, the Matt stuff I'm more like, because you get to know Abel in this book, and it's like, he's not, yeah, he's never described as a cheat. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, that's, that's one of the things I, I'm like, his mom isn't described as a drunk. That's one of the things that kind of annoys me is because, like, I love Abel in book four, I think he's great, like, he's, he shows the potential that Matt has. So, they're either gonna, like, cut his importance out or there will be uh, like some sort of redemption yeah, arc, which right? which is a good point. They'll probably just cut him out. Is, you're right. I would like to see like some sort of redemption arc for him. I, I, like I said, I really like Abel. I, and, and I really like the actor. I can't remember his name right now, but the actor who plays him is him. Both him and Matt's mom have been really active on okay. Twitter time and social media. Just really, really nice people, so cool. like they interact with us and stuff. But uh um anyways, are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Okay. Welcome to the Gleeman's Apprentice, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am your Gleeman, Twitch Avery. And I am his apprentice, Mandy Cat. Cat has already read the first four books of the series, there are always potential spoilers up through the Shadow Rising. 
And after that, I'll be reading the rest of the books for the very first time with my green man, Twitch. Welcome back to the Glee Man's Apprentice. I, of course, am your resident Glee Man, Twitch Avery. And I'm his apprentice, Mandy Cat. And today we are finally finishing The Shadow Rising, which also means we are finishing everything that Mandy Cat has read. Correct. And going forward, we will be... Officially a first-time reader podcast. There we go. Yeah. That will be exciting, but uh, before we do that, how was your week? Uh, good. I would actually describe it probably uneventful, but in a good way. Good. So, yeah. I like uneventful weeks. Yeah. There's... Yeah, the, uh, well, I guess people don't know this, our play was postponed because of COVID, so what was supposed to be a super busy weekend turned into, oh, I, I have nothing can do, to do what I want. I actually got out cross-country skied. Cause it's Friday. And... I ain't got shit to do. I know. I was able to watch... The Wheel of Time TV show, like, this is all time I would not have had. Yeah. So. I've only watched it three times so well, far. I watched it once. <laughs> and when I say three times, I'm talking about, like, three episodes three times. Yeah. So, it's, uh, I, I'm happy with it. I think, I think they did a good job. I really like the ramping up of the white cloaks like making them more of a threat right like making them more scary because they weren't scary they're they're not scary in the books they're just kind of like oh fucking white cloaks again yeah chris was doing some other stuff then he came in just to like he'd come in here and there and he came in during one of the awful white cloak scenes and i would just give very what i do for chris is just very brief good guy bad guy i'm like bad guy (laughs) because of what was going on in the TV show. I was like, yeah, they're really just bad guys and nice I mean, we're not going to talk about the TV show, but I don't think it's... Like, I I think we're safe to spoil because this episode is coming out like almost a month after the... TV show. The TV... The first three episodes dropped. So you can say they were burning a woman at the stake. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it was uh, like sitting there drinking his wine. With crazy smile with, with too. With like bloody fingers. I was I was gonna suggest this. We could hold off till the end of today's show. But I was like, oh, we sh- you and I should do a fuck Mary kill for the first three episodes. We could do that. Yeah. There are some fun fun ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd I'd be okay with that. I suppose we should finish this book first. Well, let's so go close. ahead and do it. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> without any further ado, okay. um, let's, let's do a quick recap. That's actually what I wanted to do. Recap. Just Rand because, you know. Finally made it to Al Kardal. Kuladin is claiming to be the Dragon Reborn, but then Rand calls out all his shit he re- and makes it rain. Well, he, yep. And Actual he, rain. Yep. He reveals the secret history of the Aiel yes. to all the Aiel who shouldn't know because it will break them. But the four clan, four or five clan chiefs present have to, based on what he revealed, they all acknowledge they have him to as acknowledge true. That he's, that he's and they the do. One. Yes. And so, that being said... Um, it ended with Lanfear in a bubble. Up. Yep. 
but then Rand made a doorway to he bent time and space just like he did in Eye of the World because he's after Asmodian. Yes. Yes. Bad Asmodian. And Asmodian is after something that is in Ruidim. Which we still don't know, but it's more interesting than Rand at this point, so you know it can't be good. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Awesome. So we are uh, jumping into the last chapter of The Shadow Rising, chapter 58, The Traps of Ruidian. Cat notes. So now it's Rand's turn to do some Mortal Kombat fighting like Nynaeve did a few chapters ago. So basically, he enters his made-by-the-power bending time and space doorway that he'd created in the bubble in Al-Kardal, and he stalks after Asmodian, and it's a really strange description. He just notes a staircase that seems familiar, um, and he keeps stepping, like steps appear as he steps, but if he questions the physics and that the steps are disappearing behind him, um, and it starts, then it starts to like waver. Yep, it starts So he wavering. has to stay concentrated on just focusing on Asmodian, basically. Yep, yep. There's no tangible surroundings or sensations of cold and damp. So I'm almost picturing like one of those alternate realities where someone gets into like whatever the fifth dimension and it's just yeah. black. Yeah. And then whatever he sees, like very 1980s type of vibe going on. Okay. Okay. Um, um, did it remind you at all of the ways? Because I remember the first time yeah. I read this. Like similar. I do remember the first time I read this thinking that this was similar to the ways because every time I've read it since that I've, I've yeah. remembered that first memory. Other than the ways is permanent. Well, permanent until it erodes, but this is... But so does it, it remind you like, of anything else? I, I'm really stuck on some sort of science fiction movie that I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, okay. So, he... The, yeah, I figured it was part of the power creating the space because he has to kind of stay focused. Anyway. Okay. A lot of climbing, more climbing, 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 climbing stairs. His wound is about to burst open, but he just keeps reconcentrating on the stairs, nearly catching up with the shape ahead of him. And there's a figure in red coat and red boots. But this guy is more like riding a floating platform instead of running upstairs like a desperate country. Yeah, and I do like the description of as his strides are getting bigger, like, the the steps are getting further away, so he's like shit, or you know, like because he was jumping him three at a time. Now they've like adjusted to his stride, so now it's like, well, shit. Now I have to make sure that I'm keeping up this stride, and that's yeah. when the problem gets solved, right? Because he yep. sees that Asmodian is just cruising along on kind of like a little like like, like uh, an elevator type of not a real elevator, but just that he's just. <clears throat> Standing there, and then this what? is moving for him. Did you ever watch the show Arrested Development? Of course. Do you remember what what Joel? is it called? Yeah. What what does he ride? What what is that called? It's not not a sidekick. Segway. Side. Is it a sideway? I thought he had a segway. Yeah. Segway. Segway. <clears throat> yes. That's kind of what I what I imagined. <laughs> He's just riding a segway across this black eternal space. Yeah. I and I honestly, what comes to mind for any. I don't know if I mentioned this in the past. Rainbow Bright. There's an episode of Rainbow Bright where they're in space. And I'm telling you, there's weird stuff. She has a, she has her normal horse, a white horse. But then Onyx comes, which is more like a metallic horse. And I'm reminded of all this weird Rainbow Bright, the movie from the 1980s. I don't know what's going on with my mind to bring Rainbow Bright into Randland. No. I, anyway. Rainbow Bright might have been the Dragon Reborn. Another she turning. She would have been legit. She... 
another turning maybe who knows okay but yeah uh rand is able to copy it once he sees it happening he can copy it yep he has that same like like uh, uh Egwene has that same ability it seems right yep it's yep. the exact same thing we've seen Egwene do and yep. elaine i think has yep. observed and done maybe even not yeah naive too with the with the amaryland seat the first time the amaryland seat yeah was training her she like shoved her up against the wall and then, and then she shoved her up against the That's wall right. with there as well so it seems like they they all have this unique ability to mimic what they just saw which is that's power. I would even agree. I'm like, you can learn on the first. That's a Mozart type of thing. Yeah, right? I wish I could do that. I know. Um, did you want to read any of the man's description before I reveal exactly what his face looks like? 965. The dark-haired man stood at his ease, one hand on a hip, pensively fingering his chin. A spill of white lace dripped from his neck. More half hid his hands. His high-colored red coat seemed shinier in silk satin and was oddly cut with tails hanging almost to his knees what seemed to be black threads like fine steel wires ran off from the man disappearing into the surrounding dark those ran had surely seen before on uh, whoever died in the eye of the world and he uh or so, so he did see uh black cords on Agonor as Agonor was like rejuvenating himself yeah. with the with the with the pool of sight in yeah. from the eye of the world. But he also saw those black cords at the end of the Dragon Reborn. Oh. And that's how he finally actually destroyed Ishmael because they were coming yes, off of Ishmael. Two of them then. Um and at first it seemed it almost seemed like they're black puppet cords. But in this chapter you realize it's more you, you, about the dark power. You, you find out. You, yeah. you find out at the end of the chapter. But so let's, let's save that. Is really interesting is when the man turns around, you know, just I'm just imagining some guy, yeah, on a Segway or elevator who just, la-di-da, let me turn around. The face of none other than... Asmodian turned his head and ran gasped. The Forsaken could change their faces, or at least make you see a different face. He had seen Lanford do it. Lanfear do it. But these were the features of... Natale. Jason Natale, the, the Glee Man. Magician. He had been oh. sure it would have been Kadir. Yeah, Kadir was set up. With those predatory And I eyes had remembered Natale was a bad guy. Yeah. That was, that's why he reminded me of the evil magician from Care Bears. Because I, I remember being like, oh, don't believe him. <laughs> I, I love the word constantly bringing... Rainbow Bright and Care Bears into our... My childhood. Episode. Oh, it's great. I love uh, it. I could talk about the Smurfs and the Golden Flute all day long. watched the Smurfs. Golden Flute is familiar. I'll have to ask my sister. Well, it was, it was the Smurfs movie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Asmodian, as it turns out this fella is, is super surprised and then sends a huge sheet of fire directly at Rand, a mile high, a mile wide. This is so cool. And Rand is able to just immediately channel break it only for more and more sheets to be sent his way. So Rand is feeling angry because um, he has to keep fighting these sheets, and he's like, Asmodian could be getting away. And yeah. finally there's just a surge of power obliterating a hole directly through all these sheets so he could again see Asmodian, who appears to be stepping through a silvery hole, getting out of this in-between land. So it's interesting. Rand seems to learn what he needs to do just kind of on the fly in like a moment of desperation, yeah. right? 
He's like, oh shit, fire's coming at me. What do I do? I'll just break it with the power. And so obviously, like, the amount of power that this guy is capable of is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I don't think any Aes Sedai could, you know, amount to this amount. Like, because not only is he having, like, this, I see it once, I can do it. He's also having these things like, I need something to help me here. And all of a sudden, he does it, right? Yep. So, like, he's like, these these sheets of fire are coming at him. He's like, I need to break them up. And then he does it. And then he's like, well, I can't see Asmodian. So I need to figure out something about that. And all of a sudden, he just, like, blasts a big air, a big, big flow of air, right? Yep. Through through the sheets. So he has a view. So he has, like, you know, they're like magic uh, windshield wiper fluid. Yeah. <laughs> it decimates danger power there you go but it is it's like good move asmodian by the way because a mile high mile wide wouldn't that freak out most people and you'd be dead that's that's, that's, yeah that's a bit that's that that's a relatively large space yeah okay however there's now a hole from all this windshield wiper stuff and ran follows after the doorway shrinking behind him as he jumps through that same silvery door he feels a tug of his boot when the doorway closed, it closed on his boot and it snapped off the heel. Yes. So yes. I was just saying, he does not know what he's playing with. He doesn't. He doesn't. Like, and that's what I was saying. He's just kind of figuring shit out as he goes along. And also good move, because what would he have done if he had missed the hole? You know what I mean? It, it, it seems like he might have been sliced. Yeah. Like, like it, it but seems... But I mean, it, even if he stayed in in-between land, would he have gone on to, like, I don't know, I mean, it, the Red Tower? It, it kind of seems like... This is some sort of weird teleportation thing, right? Yeah. Like you go into this void to get, you know, it's oh, kind of yeah. like it, it's kind of like the waves in a way, because the waves like don't hold the same rules as our like rules of time and space. Yep. And uh, and this is kind of seems like that is what that is doing. So, anywho. Rand looks around, and he's back in the parched, arid land of the waste outside the fog of Ruidian. He still has that little man with the sword. It's a Tarangriel, right? Yep, his little, his little Tarangriel. Yeah, Tarangriel. Tarangriel. Helps him Buddha. use his power, like kind of expand the yep. same power. It's okay. the sword-wielding Buddha. And he still has his sword on him, and then he enters the fog, only to instinctually, without really knowing why, duck and roll... As a bright bright ribbons of light passed through the entire area, and it was clearly some sort of danger light that would have cut him clean in half had yep. he been standing. Again, I'm like Asmodian, you're smart. Yep. Yep. Like you, you assumed he could have escaped, and you've been setting ribbons of light. He's setting traps as he goes. Yeah. Hot damn, and then but then, um, Rand, let's see, sees that Asmodian's running further into Ridian. And he has to struggle a little bit to fill himself with Sidene. Rand is struggling at this point, but throws lightning in front of Asmodian that tumbles down. Yeah, it's, he, he starts breaking shit with yeah. lightning. And, I said and, mountains, and, but I'm pretty sure I meant the everything around the buildings, right? Because uh, this is a city. It, yeah, but there's mountains surrounding the city. Oh, like, maybe there like were mountains. So it might have been mountains coming down as well. Okay. I mean, and we this, actually kind of get a confirmation on that a little bit later. This is the Mortal Kombat scene. It's just really intense. As Seems Modian like there's a lot lightning. of Mortal Kombat scenes in this book. Yeah. Because <laughs> you also talked N- about a Mortal Kombat scene with Nynaeve, yes. I don't think Matt really had it, but... Neither did Perrin, but that's okay. 
Okay, here we go. Asmodian calls lightning from the sky and kills. He's throwing kill shots at Rand, who must again continually use his power to deflect them from killing him. But Asmodian has. It's like Asmodian is able to do this while getting closer to whatever goal he has in mind. Rand has a pressing thought that he must keep Asmodian from whatever the heck caught his interest in Rudian. Um, so, which is kind of cool. Rand's just desperate to, like, he's putting two and two together without knowing what's going on, but keep this guy away from whatever's here. Yes. The entire city's getting destroyed, including the mini Tarangrel the historic Ail had carried for Aes Sedai so long ago, and even Avendisora is on fire. Yeah. The last of the great tree that the Ail had also carried there, right? Searching wildly, Asmodian ran and flung himself at what might seem the least significant thing in all that litter. A carved white stone figurine, perhaps a foot long, lying on his back, a man holding a crystal sphere in one upraised hand. Asmodian closed his hands on it with an exultant cry. <clears throat> so what exactly is an exultant cry? Happiness. Ha-ha! Is that is it's like ha ha yeah. I win like yeah, I think any of those would do. Okay. Yeah. Very excited. Alright. So Asmodian snatches up this Tarangrel and if you guys recall, it sounds an awful lot like the same thing we saw outside of Tear, right? The giant man with the crystal. And we yes. knew then that Not that tear. is like power. Not Tear. Are you sure? Kyrian. Okay. It was when they were approaching Kyrian yeah. in the Great Hunt. Okay. Remember, and he was he was just a big with, city. At that point, he was just with uh, Loyal and Hiran. Oh, okay. Right. It, 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 I, it, it I don't be... remember. I just know it's outside a big city, and it's my point is more about this is the one that has a matching sister. Yes. And we were trying to guess if Rand was at one, who would be the female at the other one? Because it's probably going to happen. So. And. And the power between the two would be. Uh, it probably destroy the world. If I remember correctly, you made a prediction on who you thought it would be. Yeah, we did. Do you remember who I predicted? I'm pretty sure I do. Do you? No, probably a Gwyn, Nynaeve. I I I I think those were the two, but I think you leaned. If I remember correctly, you were leaning a little bit heavier on Nynaeve. Oh, okay. So. All right. So yeah, but this is a small version of it, so I don't know necessarily. I I'm guessing it must be linked to that one. Well, at, at one point, at one point he talks about so vaguely. Rand was aware of a great half buried statue in far off Kyrian of the huge crystal sphere in his hand, glowing like oh, the sun, uh-huh. pulsing with the one power, and the power in him surged up like all the seals of the world in storm. With this, surely he could do anything. Surely he could even have healed that dead child. The taint swelled as much, curling round every particle of him, seeping into every crevice, into his soul. He wanted to howl. He wanted to explode. Yet he only held half what that sangrel could deliver. The other half filled Asmodian. So the two of them are like... Sharing the power. They've, 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 they've got this... Right in between themselves, and then they just start toppling everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like the city is coming down. Like yeah, they're having like this big wrestling uh, match. And it's great, and I, I'll, I'll, I'm pretty sure I read it somewhere, but um, I'll, yeah, they, maybe I didn't write it down. 
But um, we have a glimpse of the few items not destroyed. Like there's the red, strange red twisted doorway that we know Matt went through. Yeah, they, they and... bounce off the doorway that should have yeah. fallen when they bounce off it. Yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't budge. And there's there's another shout out to something that we've already seen. You know, it's kind of funny to see what's not getting well, destroyed. Well, he's, he's very aware of the glass columns. Yep, the glass columns. He's that really trying not to destroy those. Because yep. he doesn't want to destroy... The history of the Aiel. Like, that's basically like the library where the history of the Aiel are, are, is kept. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, they keep wrestling. Then Rand feels for his tiny little Tarangrel, the little stone man with a sword. I kind of picture like a little Buddha with a sword. Yeah. And uses that's that itty bitty bump of power to help him get an edge on Asmodian. Yeah. Is the Buddha with the um, sword? He's able, Rand is able to picture those spidery black strings. And that's where I said, oh, these are the ties to the dark one. Or ties to the tainted power or both are probably synonymous. That was my guess. And Rand then calls upon his fire sword and snaps them off, which causes immediate anguish for Asmodian. Yeah. It's like, it, 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 inten- it, it, okay. it's, it's probably the biggest whiny I'm cut off. See, you know, think of like poor Leanne and uh, Sue Ann over there stilled, and here this guy is just a little girl. All right. He reached through the small angry hole in his waistband, and more of the power flowed into him. He did not waste time on exulting. It was such a small flow beside what he already contained, and this was his final blow. This would use his final strength. He formed it like a sort of power, a sort of light, and struck one with the sword, one with the imagined wires. As Modian's eyes went wide and he screamed, a howl from the depths of his horror, like a like a struck gong, the forsaken quivered. For an instant, there seemed to be two of him, shivering away from each other. Then they slid back together. He fell over on his back, arms flung out in his now dirty, tattered red coat, chest heaving, staring up at nothing. His dark eyes looked lost. I just love that description of he quivered like a struck gong and there seemed to be two of them. It, 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 it reminds me very much of like the old Disney cartoons when like yeah. somebody actually ac- accidentally hit somebody yeah. on the head and they, they you know, their, their, their bodies kind of like separate and come back together. That's funny. Anyways. So, as Modian collapses, the earth stops heaving, and the glass pillars remain standing. But, again, the tree is on fire. ton of destruction throughout this dead city. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, okay, so he who comes with the dawn strikes again. Like, you bring destruction everywhere, buddy. That, and that's what he thinks. He's like, everywhere I go, <laughs> I ruin things. And then, conveniently, after the it, fighting is done, guess who appears? So, we didn't talk about, like, during the fighting... The the dome of fog, yeah, was like slowly dissipating as they were fighting with the power, and by the time they're done, it's completely gone. Yeah. So now everybody who is on like the slopes of Chandar or any of the other surrounding mountains, because we do get that there are other surrounding mountains, um, can now see Ruidian where once was only, uh, you know, a, a, a fogged dome, right? Yeah. I think that that I think so, that's important to point out. Yeah. 
But also conveniently, Lanfear appears at this moment. Yes. After the fighting's done. And comments how the place had been shielded. That's why Rand had probably had problems tuning into Sidene earlier. And that I'm assuming the fog was that shield. Um, yes. So Rand snatches the special Tarangril Osmodian wanted, but Lanfear is totally just like, mm, it's just a trinket to me. It means nothing. So that is what he was after. I thought they were all destroyed. Only half remains of the single one I have seen. A fine trap for some unwary Aesodai. Keep it. Certainly, to me, it is no more than a figure. What you used was one of the two? Say, Angrael, I told you of. Did you feel the immensity of it? I have wondered what it must be like. She seemed unaware of the hunger in her voice. <laughs> With those together, we can displace the great lord of the dark himself. We can lose Theron together. So now it's like, what if Lanfear's the other person on the other side of the giant Tarangrails? You know what I mean? So you think that Lanfear and Rand are going to join... What, okay, so what are they going to do with that giant Tarangrail? Well, her goal is selfish, but we don't... Rand is tainted, I mean, technically speaking. She would want to take over the world. He would want to destroy the Dark One, then destroy Lanfear... Also, like yeah. he's smart enough to know that, and it would destroy him too. So it probably wouldn't be a very good blending. No, it, it could be like an end of a story. I don't know if there's. I literally don't know. Like, is Rand just gonna die in the next book? Then we continue with his illegitimate children or something. We'll find out. <laughs> Do you think that would be a good story? I, I have watched Game of Thrones. So okay. Okay. Oh, just okay. saying. I've, it's a uh, great story. <clears throat> And I just want to put on record that Mandy Cat just compared Randall Thor to Sean Bean. I love Sean Bean. <laughs> Who doesn't? He always dies. He always dies. Oh. And even, like, whether he's a good character or a bad character, he always dies. <laughs> that was my <clears throat> He did it in The Martian, but that's okay. I didn't see The Martian, but he, uh, he was James Bond's best friend in oh. Goldeneye. Um... And of course, he was Boromir. evil, and he was Boromir, and in uh, the Lord of the Rings, and he dies, and yep, he just always dies. And he was kind of like, kind of good, kind of bad in the Lord of the Rings. He had a redemption moment, but it took to his deathbed. To yeah, happen. it was kind of a weak redemption, but that's okay. Okay, so here Asmodian comes back on scene, begging Lanfear for help. He is in such pain. But she's actually disgusted at his current state. Like, literally, it's like, you have no more power, you're useless. So he's a worm to her. Um, And even Rand is proclaiming disgust at both their ties to the Dark One and announces, I cut off Asmodian from his ties to the Dark One. Yep. You chosen gave your souls to the Dark One. You let him attach himself to you. How many times had he replayed his battle with Beelzebub? How many times before his he began to suspect that those black wires, what those black wires were? Yeah. I cut him off from the Dark One, Lanfear. I cut him off. And her eyes widened, and she kind of is freaking out. She's like, I did not think that was possible. Why? Do you think to bring him to the light? You've changed nothing about him. Mm-hmm. 
He is still the same man who gave himself to the shadow in the first place, Ran agreed. You told me how little you chose and trust each other. How long could he keep a secret? How many of you would believe he didn't do it himself somehow? I am glad you thought it impossible. Maybe the rest of you will as well. You gave me the whole idea, Lanfear, a man to teach me how to control the power. But I won't be taught by a man linked to the Dark One. Now I don't have to be. He may be the same man, but he doesn't have much choice, does he? He can stay and teach me, hope I win, help me win. Or he can hope the rest of you don't take the excuse to turn on him, to turn on him. Which do you think he will choose? Anyway. Sorry, that was Rand is, wrong. Yeah, Rand kind of has a darker moment there, but... This is where I had that reflection. So destroying those black puppet wires really is the dark friend version um, of stilling. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's a good way to think of it. I've I've never thought of it that way. And then Rand really believes Asmodian is fit to be a teacher now that he has no connection to the dark. And Lanfear's like, are you shitting me? He's he's still the same dude, dude. But yeah, my comment was just, he's in, Rand got intense. And but this is we know why it's desperation. But. We're starting to see Rand harden, right? Yeah. Like he's he is he is becoming emotionless. Maybe yeah. it's he's spending too much time in the void. I don't know, but he is becoming emotionless. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. He has to to keep moving forward. And he needed a teacher. We just realized like his boot got snapped off, and yeah, who knew? Could have been his whole foot, you know. All right, the dialogue continues. It is really interesting. So Lanfear wonders how much is now Luz versus Farm Boy, as this is a plan Luz would have planned back in the day when we... And she suddenly cuts off. So I'm like, oh, when you were lovers or what? But um, she didn't really finish that sentence. But back in the day, apparently Luz was a bit of a plotter too. Yeah. So I'm curious when we'll hear more about these historic facts. Anywho... Lanfear is fine ditching Asmodian to Rand's plans, to to which Asmodian wails for her to help him and calls her Marine or Marin. How do you want to say it? Mieran. Mieran. And then she just shrieks, that's not my name, I'm Lanfear. Throws him in the air. It's the Crucio curse from Harry Potter. Yep. And Rand's like, no, you can't kill my soon-to-be teacher. And so he stops them, um, uses a little... Turon girl, one Turon girl. He has a little guy. Turon girl, one more time to create a white hot f- fire barrier for her to quit torturing poor Asmodian. Um, that's how much she hated being called yep. Marion. Yep. M- m- um, I don't know, Marin. Marin, Marin. Yeah. And we'll get to that. I didn't remember, but it's we'll get to that. Okay. So just continuing with what was going on, Lanford turns on Rand, looks ready to murder him, but mutters. We've done so much. I must not. Um. So I'm inferring, inferring her work with the Dark One might be prepping Rand to be a power tool for the Dark Side because she said we've done so much. Yeah. Unless she meant she and Luz. But yeah, possibly. I, it seems more like she's still working with someone. Okay. I I do think Landfear's on Team Landfear at the end of the day. I I think that's a very safe bet. Okay. Yes. So Lanfear just makes general threats toward all the women in Rand's life, including that Aiel Jade. Yeah, because he asked. So he was like, did you, did you hurt anybody back at Ruvidian? 
Yeah, because she, she was like, gone. oh, did you... I, I thought you were over your farm girl, or did you mean that I yelled Jade? I didn't know Jade could be a diss. Oh, well, really? Maybe I've been reading these uh, books too long. I, I definitely I think thought of Jade the was a gem or whatever. The, I'm like, the, oh, the, so yeah. she's really pretty. The precious stone. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Lanfrey claims she does not hurt without cause. That's interesting. And then she gives one last warning. Use his teachings well, Louis Theron. The others are still out there. Samuel with his envy of you. Demon Dread with his hate. Ravine with his thirst for power. They will be more eager to bring you down, not less. If, when, they discover you hold that. And of course she's talking about the Sangreal that he has, right? Yeah. Or the, the Turangreal. That he, that he has surmised is like some sort of is a Tarangriel that links him to the, the great Sangriel, right? It's oh, crazy. Okay. All right, and there's this moment Rand's observing her, and she really seems to be taken into consideration how tired Rand is, along with that Tarangriel in his arm. And he's guessing she does not want him too powerful to not be easy for her to manage, but she doesn't do anything about it. Like, so basically, she could have just taken it from him like he is a kitten, but she doesn't. Then she, he's like, which one were you? And she was Kyle. Uh, yep. Or Kylie. Do you think I could stand to be fat, ugly Kylie? Asendra now. Slim, beautiful Asendra. I thought if you suspected, you would suspect her. My pride is strong enough to support a little fat when it must. I just love that. She's like, I'm, I, you know. Yeah. I can be whoever I want. That's basically just what she's saying. She's like, you know, don't, yeah. don't forsake, don't, don't mistake me for somebody who, I don't know. Um, Anyways. And also she's like, mm, Asandra's probably under plenty of suspicion for all the stolen goods in her chest. Some of which Asandra really did steal. And I'm like, oh, that, that was, I said smart lady. I'm like, yeah. Take yeah. upon that she was already stealing and make it seem worse. They're quite hard on thieves, it seems. So different from what they were. You could slap a Daishayan's face, and all he did was ask what he had done. Slap again, and he asked if you if he had offended. He would not change if you continued all day. Learn well and quickly, Theron. I mean us to rule together, not to watch Samuel kill you or Grandel. Add you to her collection of handsome young men. Learn well and quickly. Okay, so we've got some names mm-hmm. that you have not heard, I don't think, prior. Probably not. Right? I don't know. Like earlier she was talking about... She said Samuel earlier. She said Demondred. Demodred. Isn't... Oh, I was thinking Demodred, like Moraine. Isn't no. she a Demodred? Demon dread. Demon dread. It's like Ooh. yeah, it's it's right here. Um, the others are still out there. Samuel with his envy, Demon dread with his hate, Ravine with his thirst. So you know Samuel. Samuel. Have you ever heard Demon dread? Mm, I guess not. Okay. And you've, we've put together Ravine must be Lord Gabriel. You've heard Ravine, yeah. And then now we just got uh, Samuel again. Or Grandal. Aha. To add you to her collection. Have you ever heard that name before? Not outside of Discord. 
And my friend the Grendels, but they're human. Not, okay. Not world wild world. Okay. All right, so we got more Forsaken names out there. I didn't memorize them. Uh, Demondred and Grando. Okay. Okay, so uh, we're at the point. Yeah, Lanfear lists out all the other Forsaken ready to kill Rand at the drop of a hat before disappearing into her own doorway portal, just kind of ditching him yep. with Asmodian. She stopped talking to Asmodian, too. I mean, she just, he yeah. was out of sight, yeah. out of mind. he's jerk. Then that's when Rand recalls after she leaves where he had heard the name Mirian, none other than one of the Aes Sedai from the historic Aeol vision, who was one of the ones who bore a hole she, into she the was Dark the one, One's prison. She was the one that bore the hole in the Dark One's prison. And it would have been Rand's relative who was serving her at the time, right? Because we were watching him yeah. back and forth. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of crazy. I hadn't thought of that. Wow. And it leaves him wondering, had she known what she was doing at the time of boring the hole into the Dark One's prison? And now I'd say yes. Yes, okay. she did. Okay. Because this woman is out for herself. All right. Else. All right. So now, yeah, I don't trust Lanfear any more than I trusted her before, which wasn't much, let's be honest. No. She is becoming a very interesting character. I don't just flat out hate her. She, um, I mean, she's evil. She's a forsaken. She... But she helps Rand consistently. Like, I still think that bubble, even in Alcardal, helped him. She's kind of like the... the um, jealous girlfriend who will do anything to get him back, right? Yeah, the crazy ex. The, yep, the crazy ex girlfriend who who wants him back. Oh, it's so true. Okay. It's kind of like uh, the psycho host beast from hell from Wayne's World. Yes. <laughs> yes. That that's great. Yet, yeah, and they have to have the crazy eyes too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hi, Wayne. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I might have to watch that this weekend. I love that movie. Anyways. Okay, so it's now it's Rand and Asmodian. Asmodian's just like, well, I'm I'm super vulnerable to the taint of Sidene now that yeah. I'm not connected to the Dark all, One. All you did was make me as vulnerable as yourself. And Rand just dismisses him and he walks through the rubbish. Oh, we didn't talk about what Lanfear did to Asmodian. Oh, what, during the Crucio curse? No, 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 like, after, like... No. She she shielded him. Oh, she, she shielded, shielded him. him. Yes, she shielded him from the power. Because even though he's, he's, like, severed from the Dark One's protection now, he can still wield Sidene. She shielded him and left, like, left a small opening that he'll be able to trickle enough to be able to teach Rand. Wow. And we, yeah, we forgot to talk. I and, think and, I missed and, that. And she, she talks about her too. She's like, yeah, so I've shielded him, but I've left enough, like I've, I've left a hole. Right. So he will be able to access and eventually, um, eventually he will like the, the, the shield will dissipate, but it'll be months. Oh, okay. And so you've, you've got months and then once it dissipates, um, you know, hopefully he'll be so on your side that you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But yeah, that's definitely important that we need to we need to make sure we we hit on. But now Asmodian's gonna go crazy with the taint. It won't. That's basically what he's saying. He's <laughs> like, I don't know how long I've got. Like I've been I've been alive for three thousand years. So. 
So Rand just dismisses him. He's walking through the rubbish. And, and you're kind of like, Rand, isn't this your teacher? Except the point is he finds another doll-sized Tarangrel, similar to the one he's already holding, except this one is female holding a sphere. And as Modi yeah. even comments, yeah, Lanfear would rip your heart out for that one. Yeah. And Rand does not deny it. Nope. It's, he knows. He knows. It, he's like, yep, she would. And Rand, the point is, Rand had seen it, I think, during some of the fighting. Yes. Like, he was he was specifically looking for it. I think he saw it when he went to Ruidian the first time. The first time. Okay. I think he had noticed it. And he did a great job. This is one of those, don't call attention to something you're freaking out Lanfear is going to take. And destroy the world. Like, he knew what would happen. Yep. And he called no attention to it. He just stayed focused on Asmodian. Good job, Rand. That's a big good job. Yep. Pretty intense, though, huh? Yeah. Well, he he says, he, Asmodian says, she was looking for that. She will rip your heart out to put her hands on it. Or yours, Rand says, for keeping it secret from her. She loves me. And then he thinks to himself, light held me. It's like being loved by a rabid wolf. <laughs> and I kind of find that interesting because he's already, like, loved as a friend by a potentially rabid wolf uh-huh. in Perrin. That's right? accurate. Okay. Anyways. All right. So now Rand kind of looks around the city and there's a gash in the earth that I'm sure happened during their fighting, I'm guessing. Um, but it's pouring out water, pooling into a yep. potential lake. And yep. envisioning, he's having this vision, this could be a working city again. Well, so, he's looking at it, it's like a three mile wide gash ravine that he yeah. created. And it's, it's filling in with the water that was like miles underneath. Yeah. It's like three miles wide, three miles deep. So now the water from underneath the desert that, you know, so yeah. slowly gave water to the cacti, right? Yep. Now it's seeping into this bowl, and he's like, "Wow!" And he looks around, and this is this is uh, going back to earlier in the episode when you had questioned, "Is it actually mountains mm-hmm. that are being thrown?" It was because he looks at Chandar, and he's like, "Wow, those slopes look a lot lower." Huh. And then he looks at the uh, mountain, you know, range on the other side of the city, and he's like, "Wow, those are lower too." And he can see like. Like, they were literally pulling the mountains down on each other while they were in their fight. That's intense. They didn't necessarily realize that was that's what they were doing, but that's what they were doing. And I made a comment, this is more change from He Who Comes with the Dawn for the Aiel. They have a lake. This is probably the only lake. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the Waves. Like, these, these people will, will like, these city. people will kill over a 10-foot pool. Right? right, like they. This makes me hope the Tar Dad get to Ridian first. We'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see. We're getting into un. Unknown territory. Untold territory. Okay, so Rand creates a doorway for himself and Natael as Modian shares his real name as Jor Adam Nessusin, and Rand's like, like "Yeah." We're just gonna stick with Jason Natel. Someone's gonna remember that you're still Natel. You're the Glee Man who belongs to the Dragon Reborn. Tom will be so insulted, but he'll understand when he figures it out. And Rand requests his first lesson be <laughs> guarding dreams, which I'm like, again, smart move, yep. Rand. Now yep. that you know, like, the women have been in your dreams every night. No, he's, he's, he's knowing what he needs to do, and he's prioritizing what 
his needs are, right? And so they get back to Alfredal through that portal, right? Is that basically this one? It, it isn't as drawn out as last time. Yeah. Rand requests Adeline, who's there, to send a message to not beat Isandra too severely, as she's not as big a thief as they might think. Eguin is demanding to know what happened. The rain has stopped. People are looking at him in wonder. The shitty Shido have already left, and those who remain acknowledge Rand as Karakarn. Yep. But it does the- seem like many tribes have left, but yeah. not the main clan chiefs. Oh, no, of course the clan chiefs are there. Because they already knew, right? Because what, what, so yeah. what broke the Aiel? What made them all leave? Uh, that Rand would say that once they followed the way of the leaf. Not the knowledge of what their actual history was. Yeah. It, 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 it's like that destroyed. That sounds like America. Wow. This is America. Wow. This is America. Okay. But don't worry, Ruark announces no Tardad left. And I'm like, yeah, well, it is his ancestral crew, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Rand. And, and, and Ruark didn't say that boastfully or anything like that. He was just like, yeah, <laughs> none of my men left. Ha! Ah. <laughs> I would have boasted. But there's this other moment Rand has a thought, the Aiel are but a means to an end, so he must be even tougher than they. And readers still don't know his entire plan, but we're assuming the plan is to defeat the Dark One. It began long ago. The question is, where and how it ends? Ruark just ends with that wonderful thought. Yep. And And then there's a saying at the end that I didn't write down if you wanted to read it. It's up to you. And when the blood was sprinkled on ground where nothing could grow, the children of the dragon did spring up, the people of the dragon, armed to dance with death. And he did call them forth from the wasted lands. And they did shake the world with battle. From the Wheel of Time by Suleiman Sobagad. <laughs> Chief historian at the Court of the Sun. The Fourth Age. What age have we been in? We're in the Third Age. Oh, son of a bitch. So this is, this is a writing from the future. <gasps> So we know who the children of the dragon, the people of the dragon are, right? Aiel. Yep. Yep. They came from the Wasted Lands. And that's the end of the book. That's it? That's it. We're done. We are, finally. OMG. So, uh, the next two episodes will be our songwriting episodes. Yeah. Gotta get um, them out there. And... Those are both a lot of fun. I'm really excited for the people to hear that. And then after that, we are changing our format up a bit. A little bit. And we're still not exactly sure how that's going to look, but uh, we'll have it figured out before next recording. Oh, yeah. we. It'll be good. It's just, just to make it briefer on prep time for someone who's gonna have a newborn. And well, and rest. also like there, like most of the first reader podcasts out there are the chapter by chapter breakdowns. Yeah, and so time to change honestly, it up, Twitch. Most of them do a better job at it than we do, anyway. So, uh, um, at least that I do, and so. Uh, 
it's going to be more of like a like a, a greatest hits type format. Oh yeah. For each chapter. It'll be good. So, but but we will have that all planned out before before we move on. But we do have to do our fuck Mary kills. And we do have to do our fuck Mary kills. And then we do Which are really hard because there's yeah, essentially one, three characters in I, this yeah, chapter. Yeah, I really didn't. So I had to get kind of uh creative. You can go first. Because I was not feeling creative and didn't come up with anything. Well, I'm going to fuck Moraine because, oh. like, she was, like... Was she in this? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm going to fuck Matt. Oh. Because even after everything has been done, when Matt, or when Rand shows back up, Matt's just like, hey, here's here's your horse. Let's go. Let's, let's get on your horse. Let's go. You like, I'm, like, we can go like let's, he still wants Rand to get oh, the fuck funny. out. <laughs> so I'm going to fuck Matt because he needs it. He's been needing to fuck for a while. Um, Mary Moraine, because of course, as soon as he shows up, uh, she was really excited that he was back, even though she was really infuriated with him. Yeah. And, oh, uh, who am I going to kill? So many options. But not really. Mm. <laughs> I'll kill a queen. Oh. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> how are you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, how did you know they're beating a Sandra? What were you doing? Okay, and that's where I have to do a side note. Though, if I was going to choose a character to rip on completely in the casting of the TV show, I'm like... Oh, Laguine doesn't look annoying enough. She looks way too kind. Okay. Like, there's nothing in her okay. face that suggests pouty girl. Okay. Like, she's so beautiful and kind. And I'm like, ah, I just... To me, Egwene has, like, more of... There's some, there has to be a little more Egg, something. Egwene is kind. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think Madeline Madden... I, yeah. I, okay. I'm going to have to completely disagree with you because okay. I think Madeline Madden does a good job of looking annoyed. You know? And, like... Yeah. Her eyes are too kind for me. Uh, so, okay. so your 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 uh, biggest criticism on of all the egg, on Egwene is that she's just yeah she I too nice looking yeah she's a spoiled brat I mean and she is too even in the first part of the book Egwene yeah yeah anywho okay um fuck Mary Kill. I'm not sold on many people. I mean, we you basically have three options. So that's why I tried not to choose any of them because you've got a spattering of people at the very end. Um. Also, I'll fuck Rand's ancestor who did work for Marin. Okay. Didn't know what was going on? Like didn't... he was actually worried for her, and now yep. like, and and he was a cool guy, right? He was just doing his job, and then he was tasked with that duty to bring all these Turan girl that little did he know would just get destroyed by his great 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 grandson. Great, great, great. Yeah. Um Mary, I'll give it to Rand because I appreciated I really liked how he did not draw attention to the Turan girl that Lanfear would have killed him over. And I think she would have. Well and he was I mean come on. Honestly, Rand should have been the fucking this at least for me because he he just figured his shit out, right? He did. And he just he, he, did he went he with the flow, and it's kind of this is kind of what he does at the end of every book. He just kind of figures out how how he needs to win, right? Yeah. And like, and he's he's kind of like that. I don't know if you ever watched the Die Hard movies, but he's kind of like that John McClane. I'll, I'll just fucking work with what I got and do the best I can, and yeah. usually come up winning. I'll 
kill um actually all the shido like they're just little bitches <laughs> oh they're already gone i'm like, i do not already gone. i do not approve of genocide huh? and i and i also think that we have genocide the shido before um i usually don't this time I but the the shido just they, they just kind of gotta go because I'm worried about their... They're going to disrupt his plans. We still don't really know where Kuladin got his fucking tattoos. The, were we guessing that it was Natal? I mean, now it, now that we know the two of the Forsaken yeah. were hanging around, I guess it's it would be a uh, uh, logical assumption lo- logical. to, to yeah. believe that it was either Natal or, or uh, Lanfear. I don't think Lanfear would. I think it was um, Natal. You know, that might be a question we never get answered. And that we just have to speculate on, or it might be a question that we can answer. So, yeah. I guess uh, we're just gonna have to. I can finally, finally, <sighs> for the first really? time that we started this, read and find out. And I guess, like, this is the first time that we've actually had an opportunity for you to make like actual predictions for what's gonna happen in the next book. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is the next one the prequel? Didn't you say there's a prequel coming? There out? is, and the prequel people say is a, it's a good time to read after book five. Okay. But I we are not going to do that. Oh, okay. We we originally I originally thought that we would. I also thought that we were going to get through the Shadow Rising a lot faster than we did, and we ended up slowing way down. Like we we just that's fine. I'm I'm totally okay with the way we the did it. The wheel weaves. But uh, <laughs> exactly. Do you have any predictions? Do you have, like, what do you think is going to happen well, with Perrin and Fael and the two rivers? Boy, I mean, they have him set up to be, like, Lord mm-hmm. of the two rivers. Yeah. yeah. But I, there's something going on. Manetherin, and it, okay, so even being a first-time reader, you're watching a TV show that they're potentially going to have, I would say, five to ten seasons if they can. So I'm listening in the TV show, and Manetherin's going to be key. So someone has to stay and help Manetherin be okay. brought to life. Now, is that Perrin? I think his, his role is more, he, we need to find the wolves again. Well, but he he is already in the Two Rivers. Though. Yeah. Yes. So, and so, he, he already has, like, if he was to build an army, it would probably start. In the Two Rivers, because they're badass. In the also, Two Rivers. did we ever see Loyal sing to the Apple Blossoms? I thought, I didn't catch it when I was writing no. He was going to do it for Perrin's sisters. He, 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 he promised Perrin that he would. I hope we, we haven't see it. seen it. And I'll just bawl the whole time. Okay. Okay. Um, so so then Perrin, we, we Okay, so Manetherin. then we've got the girls in Tanchico. So we've got uh, Nynaeve, yeah. Elaine, Ajinan, Vale Dolman, Julian Sandar, and Tom. They're going to get caught in a storm right now because they don't know about Tarvalon falling, right? No, they don't. But they might be soon to find out because Elaine has connections, of course, with her brother and the queen. Does she, though? Well, connections meaning mm. blood relations. Okay, okay. I'm very worried for the queen because of Ravine. Yes, I'm assuming Lord Gabriel's Ravine. Okay, okay. I'm very worried. I actually think Morgane, Morgane is going to die. Okay. And I don't know when, but I think that's going to happen. Okay. Because Elaine keeps having these, I'm brave like all the queens before me. 
I'm yeah. plague, plague mother. And I'm like, oh, shoot, you're cursing your mother to die if you're getting this prepared. Yeah, okay. So you think that Mor- <sighs> that Morghese is going to get murdered by Ravine? Yeah, I don't know if it'll be the next book or following. Okay. But I, I'm very concerned for Morghese. What's going to happen with Swan, Sanche, and oh, the I, men plot? I don't know, but I'm so excited to But find they out. did escape. So they're, with so, Loghain. So, with Loghain. So and obviously there's going to be some sort of story with that, right? Yeah, and what if we find out you can be healed from Severin? You know, I don't know. This is gonna be great. Oh. I think their story will be great. I'm looking forward to it. I what don't... if we? What if? What if we like found out about their story in like the prologue of the of Fires of Heaven? Is that the fifth book? Yeah. And that's it. You mean or like I find out right away? No, I'm just saying. Like, well, like, like, how soon do you want to get back with them? Oh, soon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where, I guess, but it should the next be thing we're going to the read, first ten chapters. The next thing we're going to read is the prologue of, of Fire That's of the Pen, true. So. Usually, prologues don't make much sense to me, though. It'll probably be a dark friend perspective mm. or something. Um, okay. Okay. And then and we, so, so and then, then we've got, like, Gawain. Do you think... Gawain. Anything about Gawain? Dick. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to be trouble. Trouble deep. He's, he's trouble? not as bad as Dane. Born With a capital home. T? That rhymes with P? P and stands for pain in my ass. <laughs> I... Uh, quick recap, if you haven't listened, Mandy is in the middle of a production of... The Music Man. So we had to throw a little bit of that in there, right? Harold Hill. Okay. Um, G- Gawain's trouble. Yeah. And so is his brother. Um, Galad, okay. Galad is more innocent, but <laughs> which is funny because he was more of a jerk before. But I think... I... His innocentness. He's he's a jerk because of his innocence and his and his true valor. Exactly his 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 um, Uh, need to do good and do the right right. His righteousness. His righteousness is annoying as fuck. I think Gawain's gonna be leading a resistance against every dragon, and then Elaine's gonna find out, and this is gonna cause some turmoil between the two because she's in love with the dragon reborn. Mm That resistance. <laughs> so, so that could be interesting. I wonder if Galad and Gawain will come to head at some point. Oh? I do think Gawain will have a redemption moment, though. I think he'll figure it out. But okay. not before he messes stuff up pretty bad. Okay. Pretty that's, bad. It's going to be bad. That's, that's an interesting theory. Yeah. Um, now, uh, we've covered Gawain, Morghese, the girls. I, I, I shouldn't say the girls. Um, Matt, Rand, and Nguyen. Oh. Where are their stories? And, and Avienda. I think, I think this is where we're going to see Matt split. And we've seen it in Perrin's dreams and te- wolf dreams, I guess you'd call it. Teleronrad or whatever. But um, I think Matt's going to go on his way and meet this princess of the nine courts or moons or whatever. Yep. I think that's about to happen. Okay. Rand is going to keep on with the Aiel because he's using them, right? Yeah. But he also has to keep learning from Natel. Which is going to get interesting. It seems like at some point Rand is going to dip a little too close with the darkness, but it's just going to be a means to an end. Okay. Just so you know. Okay. I don't know when. It's going to be kind of like a Luke Skywalker, like yeah. flirting with evil type thing. Yeah, and, and it could be one where we're all sold on, you're the worst guy ever. And then, you know, plot twist, he did it all to whatever, destroy someone. I don't know. All right. Um, Moraine and do you, I wonder... If they are going to keep on with Rand or if he's going to make them go separate. At some point, someone has to go back to Tarvalon and realize 
Elida is a bitch. At some point. And I don't know who it'll... It seems like Moraine needs to do some of that, too. But she's okay. kind of glued to Rand. So I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Do you think that Moraine would be willing to let go of her hole on Rand? No. Seems like that's where Suanna's story is going to be centered around Tarvalon. And then maybe Elaine would go back. I don't know. Okay. They didn't seem too interested in it. But at the same time, I'm like... they. Where else would they go? All right. So I don't know. Right. It's going to be very exciting. And the, what's the title? Fires of Heaven? Fires of Heaven. Um, I'll predict that's something to do with Rand learning about fire and bale fire. I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, one more thing yeah. before we wrap up. <clears throat> we did promise our listeners a Fuck, Mary Kill from the, the TV shows. three episodes. From the first three episodes. So I actually only have one super prepped. It's really hard. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't prep I, for that I at all. I I, you, you kind of threw that out at me, but I, I remembered and I knew that we needed to do that. I am going to fuck because I was just amazing and I'm not confirmed this is who I think it is, but I'm 99.9%. Days Conger. Dem- yeah! Dem pitchforks. I was like... So, oh, woman, you were painted in a dark light in the book, but I like this. So I will tell you that um, that actress yeah. had already been casted as Days Conger. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like that, that's, that's Days Conger. Okay. And I'm so glad that you realized that because it was yeah pretty... she was like when she when when uh, when Aguin... when when Aguin's dad when Bran was like hey you you've got to work now and Dave's Congress comes over like no oh she's drinking with us tonight right yeah yeah, yeah I wasn't yeah so Dave's Congress with us yep Mary yep. you know I'm just gonna do a classic because we got his ass in the first episode man. Can you believe it? I got land ass. Because, Can you believe it? Because I pay attention to show news. Oh, you already I, know. Well, I had a suspicion that that was going to happen because he did talk <gasps> about a scene where he was getting into a bath. And I saw, and, and like all of the like YouTube creators that I follow oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, were like, yeah, that means we're going to see Lance ass. And like especially the girl, like the, the female creators that I follow are like, yeah, we're going to see Lance ass. And I'm not... I'm. Okay, so, so, thank yeah, you. That's why you're marrying him. Creators, because I got to see his ass, and he, of course, is land and does his land things and is very protective of Moraine, of course, with his stony face. I mean, do we really need reasons to fuck or marry land? Nope, he's uh, always. He's. Yeah. I am so excited to learn who Ruark is, of course, but Kill is going to be, and I love him, love him. This is, and we were, you and I were texting a little bit, and I said this was probably the best casted person, but Padon Fane, the peddler, just, just a little touch of crazy eyes. Well, you know what I mean? So here's what I appreciate. We had less than two minutes screen time of Padon Fane. Yeah. And you already are creeped out by him. Like he did what he needed to do in two, for the viewers, right? And, in two and, minutes, he had he had the scene where he was riding into town with the little he, children. He had this, and when he was giving the children shit, yeah. right? He was being kind of like like a lovable dick to the children, right? Yes. Like we all had that like, uncle who was the lovable dick. He was an asshole, but, but we loved him anyways, while he does right? It, so exactly. He's great. So we loved him anyways. Um, and then you got the scene with him and Matt 
uh, paddling, right? And Matt calls him the right bastard. And then you've got the scene where he's watching the dancing and, and smiling and laughing. And then the trolls come in and he's still smiling and laughing. And then he just kind of walks, walks away. away. And yeah. that's like, we have less than two minutes of screen time for that, for Johan Myers as Pat and Fane. And I'm saying right now, I. It was good. Right? I'm expecting him to be like my favorite portrayal. Like, not necessarily my favorite character and not necessarily right. my favorite actor, but my favorite portrayed character. Like, I think that the way he's going to portray Pat and Fane is going to be brilliant. Okay. Um, so, you got your fuck, Mary kills in for that. I will go ahead and do mine. I'm fucking naive because of the opening scene of the third uh, episode. Oh, yeah. Where she's like escapes from the Trolloc, goes and hides in the pool, and then comes up and just stabs the shit Rambo out of them. Rambo style. Oh my god. Right, right, right. Total, or <laughs> like, or like uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator. Duh. Right? Oh my god. It was, it was so good. Like that's, I, I, I think I can safely say that is my favorite scene of the three episodes so far. Okay. That scene. Um, my Mary will... I mean, it's got to be Moraine. Yeah. I mean, she's put, like, she put herself through, like, she put herself through, I, I really like the changes that they've made to the show. I really do. And I like that she wore herself out. I like that she got injured on Winter Night. I like that, like, Winter Night was actually a thing rather than, like, oh, they only attacked two and two farms. She wouldn't give up. Even when Lamb knew, yep, three hundred, we gotta go. She's like, but I don't know which one. You know, she's like, there's five of these, and I don't know which one. And she's like, not leaving. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. Exactly. Exactly. And she's like, we're going to get them. Um, the other reason why I wanted to fuck Nynaeve was because of the way she fucks with Lan. Because mm-hmm. he's like, Tee-hee. she's like, okay, go how ahead and ask. Us? And he's like, how did you find us? How did you track me? Like, I told you you could ask, but I'm not going to answer. And she's just fucking with him, and I love that. So anyway, so I'm fucking Nynaeve for several reasons. Mary Moraine for several reasons. Now you need to pick a film. I mean, that's easy. I'm, 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 he, I do not, I've watched it three times already. He was not named, but we know that... Um, and actually, shit, you haven't met this character in the books yet. So but you the, can't but tell me. well, but but he's on. So the white cloak. Oh yeah. The white cloak who burns the questioner. The yeah, the questioner. The, oh, I thought that was Hakeem Karidin or someone. Not so much, huh? He he's cast as a specific name, and it's a specific name oh, that you've heard. <laughs> you've heard. You've no, that's heard a that great name, one though. But that you is, haven't. That was another. He, even though I, I, I just thought he just represented white cloaks in general and questioners in general. He was the perfect creeper McCreeperson. Yes. Perfect. Really fast. I, I just want to quickly touch on the performance of the guy who's playing Jeffrey Bornhold, because I Is always one, felt which one looks like you. There is one that looks like Twitch guys. Yes. Uh, but but not not a speaking one, right? No. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, okay. So, so Jeffrey Bornhold, you know who Jeffrey Bornhold is? Oh, Dan's daddy. Yeah, yes. yeah. He's he good. he was the one who actually like wasn't the asshole. Yes. 
Like he was the one that was actually trying to like fight okay, against the questioners, right? Way, yeah. And, then... and and I I I really loved yeah, I really loved the way he was like, Oh the question. We have the pleasure of having a questioner with us yeah. today. If you would be so kind to listen to their bullshit, you know, and he, yeah. he didn't. You could tell that he was fucking annoyed, and I loved, I loved that they threw that in there. So, yeah. I mean, we could. And I yeah, we could keep going. I do want to give a shout out to Tom, even though he didn't have his white stashes. I did think his face was correct. So yeah. This is where I'm like. No, he looks great. Tom he looks was the great. one I probably imagined the most, which is yeah. just is why I was disappointed. But something about his nose and his eyes, I was like, oh yeah, I can yeah. see Tom. I can see they, his arrogance. I. Love so Tom. I have a theory on that. I think we might see him if if they go with the plot where, like, he potentially dies, right? Like yeah. where where they think he gets killed yeah. by fate. Um, oh, he could come back with white hair. Like Gandalf. Well, no, no, no. And then when they find him, he is in a relationship. Oh, yeah. And then his girlfriend gets murdered. He ends up murdering a king because of it and starting an entire civil war. I'm wondering if when that happens, we'll see like him let himself go and then his mustaches will grow and we'll get the the big beard okay that's what i'm thinking i'm 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 thinking that like if that if that's the way they write this um then then that's the potential for them to like change his outfit at that point it's okay though i'll get over it hey I grew these mustaches partly because I was inspired by Tom Marilyn. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, that was one of... We've talked about this on the podcast. That was one of my inspirations. Him and, and Hercule Poirot were my inspirations for my mustache. So, uh, so, but but it that doesn't bug me too much. Anyways, you guys, we have talked way too long. We've already done two Fuck, Mary Kills. We appreciate you staying until the end of the episode. And with that... Everyone be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Glee Man's Apprentice. The Glee Man's Apprentice is available on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Our theme song is written by Twitch Avery and performed by Andrew Bard of Time.